Blog Talk Radio. You have just tuned in to the Midweek Pick Me Up Energy Show, featuring professional officiant, tuning fork facilitator, and author, Marcy Ann Chi. In 1988, Marcy Ann discovered the quantum fields of energy and vibration, and since then her life has been a day-to-day experiment in knowing how to live in light energy for happiness, health, and wealth. She shares the principles and laws of light energy as they operate in everyday life. And now, here is Marcy Ann. Hello, everyone. I want to thank all of you who are tuned in today to the middle of the week Pick Me Up Energy show. We talk about energy um, and what we do with our energy. And and if you have listened to my show any time during the last two years, you probably know that I'm a very passive, non-resistant type person. I back away from confrontations. And this doesn't mean that I don't have opinions or things that I believe in very strongly. Actually, I, I hold a very high bar for myself. And I honor myself. I pledge my allegiance to my own highest and best good. But I'm going to talk about defenselessness today. And what I'm uh, saying about being defenseless is that I am not going to fight you about anything. I will back away and go the other direction. But I will allow and accept you and uh, provide you space to believe what you want to believe and to do what you wish to do. Now, the last action I took to protest anything was back in 2003, last time. I stood on Pacific Coast Highway in Laguna Beach with my two dear friends, Mark and Walter, and held my sign, no war, no war, no war, when President Bush was planning to go into Iraq because of supposedly they had weapons of mass destruction. I mean, we knew this wasn't true, that, you know, there's just some things you just know. (laughs) And although Hussein did not run his country the way we do things here in the U.S., he was a stabilizing force in that part of the earth that held things together and kept everything in balance. He knew how to deal with all those various factions. And perhaps his ways aren't our ways, but his ways worked with what he was working with. And just like I will accept and allow you to defend what you want to believe, I also allow and accept each country's right to defend themselves. Can you imagine somebody else in the world telling us that we can't have our our weapons of mass destruction? Today we see a struggling coalition government in Iraq trying to deal with these extreme opposing forces within that country, and it's not working very well. But I do hope to God that we have learned our lesson there and will continue to stay out of it. It's their problem, and it goes back thousands and thousands and thousands of years. It seems that I'm in my car a lot when when a radio program is on, 
uh, where a man reads the Bible through each year. He reads it so extremely well. I mean, you just feel like you're right there seeing and feeling all the events of the story. And right now, this last couple of months, he's been reading in the Chronicles. So these were the diaries that were just kept of that particular time. And you know what it's about? War and more war and more war. All in the Middle East, Syria, Turkey, Iraq, Iran, Israel, Egypt, Arabia. This area has been a hotbed of turmoil, chaos, and conflict for millennium, millenniums, thousands and thousands of years. Don't you think it's rather infantile and almost naive to think that the U.S., just a mere 215-year-old country, thinks they can solve the problem? (laughs) And you know what? My standing on that corner holding my side did nothing. Just take my energy away from me that I could have used to create something for myself that was useful and needful. So today, my activism is only on behalf of myself. And the high bar I hold for myself would never allow me for any reason to kill or destroy others, to try to support my cause, no matter how important, no matter how crucial. Because there's no place for war or rioting and burning and destroying and killing in any civilized society. Now, the basis of my defenselessness is I allow and accept the Constitution of the United States, which says, In the course of human events, it may eventually become necessary for one person to activate the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, while keeping a decent respect for the opinion of others. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, among which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. And this Constitution was ratified with a Bill of Rights, which enumerates freedoms not explicitly indicated in the main body of the Constitution, such as freedom of religion, freedom of speech, free press, free assembly, the right to keep and bear arms, freedom from unreasonable search and seizure, security and personal effects. That's a lot today, isn't it, with the Freedom Act? And freedom from warrants issued without probable cause, indictment by a grand jury for any capital or crime, guarantee of a speedy public trial 
with an impartial jury and prohibition of double jeopardy, which means you can't be tried for the same crime twice. However, nowhere in the Constitution or the Bill of Rights do we have the right to strike out and harm others to kill and destroy in our right of free assembly? So here's the progression of our defense. We're born in a country with a constitution that guarantees your right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness with the inalienable right to make changes in the system because the power is from the consent of the governed. Now, that's you and me. So the process is to, first of all, become aware that all men are created equal. That means that every single person is endowed by their creator with the power to live their life within the freedom guaranteed by the Constitution to pursue what makes them happy. You know, it's really pretty simple. So I have become aware, that's being self-evident, I have become aware of the power of my creator that is within me, and I use that power now to live my life and do the things that make me happy. And I no longer need to defend myself because I accept and allow you the same freedom to live your life and use the power of the creator in you to create things that make you happy. Now, the Constitution doesn't say we're equal in physical beauty or equal in intelligence or equal in economic advantages or equal in anything except the power of the creator that is inside all of us. Within all of us, there is the equal power of the creator. So if someone else is doing better than you are, then that person's using more of the power that's inside of him than you are. And remember, you are hearing this program from a woman who at the age of 62, penniless and on the street, entered into a male-dominated profession and made enough money to retire in 15 years. So just don't tell me this and that about yourself that makes it impossible for you to succeed and be happy because I don't want to hear your excuses. You have the same amount of power of the creator inside of you that I have inside of me. And the Constitution acknowledges this power and decrees that we are all equal. That power is benevolent. That power is neutral. That power is limitless. And it only wants the best for you. Now, you're free to believe what you believe. And I will allow and accept your right to believe what you want to believe. And I'm not going to fight you about it. I just won't take a stand. Do you know how much energy it takes to take a stand? Just enormous amounts of energy. 
and using your energy to fight against everything you don't believe or you think is wrong and taking a stand and marching and writing blogs and being angry and mad all the time is draining you of all of the energy you could be using to create your life of happiness. That life of happiness that only you can create for yourself. Remember, we all have the same amount of power. We are all equal. It just depends on how you use your power. So let's look further into my defenselessness. So do I allow a criminal to rob a bank? Well, this is knowledge of a situation after the action because a person isn't a criminal until they actually rob the bank. So up and until they rob the bank, I accept and allow that they have the same unalienable right to the power of the creator that I do. Okay, so now if they use their power to rob a bank, now what? Well, I allow the criminal justice system to prevail. Each and every person reaps what they sow. Actions have consequences. So if you rob a bank, when they catch you, you'll go to prison. And now you're a felon, and the amount of power you have to create happiness in your life can be greatly reduced. However, I would like to tell you two true stories. Now, the first young man had dropped out of high school at 16 and began running, running around with a gang of ne'er-do-wells, still, sometimes still sleeping at home, but mostly sleeping on the streets, to get away from his parents' nagging. These punk kids used their power to create a way to rob a bank. Armed and aggressive, they attempted to rob the bank, not knowing that banks have secret ways they set up for the apprehension of someone who tries to rob their bank. I worked at a bank for two years. I know these secret ways. Um, I know them. And he was caught, prosecuted, and sent to prison for 10 years. Now, while he was in prison, he finished his high school education, and he proceeded on to go to college, and he got three different degrees in the field of education because he desired to begin to use his power to become equipped to re-enter society with tools to produce now a life of freedom and happiness for himself and to teach others how to be a citizen and use his unalienable rights to pledge allegiance to himself and elevate himself and set a high bar for himself so he wouldn't do such a stupid thing as rob a bank and go to prison for 10 years. So remember, we all have this power to use for better or for worse. Okay, the second person uh, lives in my neighborhood. He was the youngest of a large Spanish family and was an absolutely adorable as a child and was spoiled by everyone, and he grew into an extremely handsome young man, the heartthrob of all the girls, and he was just used to being the star of any party. 
But he never grounded his power, and so he got into trouble, thinking it was cool to smoke marijuana, and he eventually got into the transportation of marijuana across state lines for his suppliers. Well, he reaped the consequences of his actions, and he was sent to prison also for 10 years. But while he was in prison, he only learned how to sleep 20 hours a day. And since he's been out, he's been a burden to the family and to himself, and he still sleeps about 16 to 18 hours out of every 24. Now, which of these two men do you think is happy today? Okay, let's look at child abuse. Do I allow and accept child abuse? Well, you don't know about child abuse until after the child is abused. Sometimes nobody ever knows. And I have firsthand experience about this because my stepfather sexually abused my youngest daughter for we really don't know how long until my seven-year-old daughter told her seven-year-old girlfriend who told her mother who called me. And I will never forget that phone call. Marcy, this is Sue, and you need to sit down and take a big breath because I have something terrible to tell you. You know, this is nearly the only way anyone's ever going to find out about child abuse because the abuser cloaks their actions in deceit and secrecy. And when I went to my stepfather and asked if this allegation was true, you know what he said? She enticed me. I said, how in the world do you believe she enticed you? And he said, well, she would come and sit on my lap and put her arms around my neck and kiss me on the cheek. Well, my stepfather was the oldest of eight children. Their mother and father had died three months apart when he was 18, and the youngest child was five. And he had to personally take up the care and support of this big family and hold them together through thick and thin. And the littler children were known as the poor orphans at school. And many times the community pitched in and helped, bringing them hand-me-down clothing and leftover food. Who knows how this traumatic experience affected all of their lives. Curiously, later on, I was to learn that of the six brothers, my uh, stepfather being the oldest, two other of the brothers were also child abusers. And physically, my stepfather developed diabetes around 30 years old, the original cause of which is a deep traumatic emotional experience of some kind that eventually manifests in the physical body. So the emotional trauma settles in the pancreas, and the pancreas quits working and regulate the sugar in a person's body. Of course, sugar has long been associated with the emotional feeling of love. We'll crave sugar, but many times we're craving for love and affection. And he developed diabetes after discovering that he wasn't going to get the love and the care he needed in his life, in his marriage to my mother. So, you know, from then on, it was just all downhill in our home. I tried to run away when I was 12, but was caught going out the door with my suitcase, and I was given the awfulest beating of all the beatings in my life. 
And so I just determined to get out of there as soon as possible, and I worked hard to get a scholarship, to go to college, and meet a husband and get my MRS degree, which I did. (laughs) So do I allow child abuse? Well, we all allow child abuse. We're defenseless to keep a person from abusing someone. We have no authority over anybody else. We only have authority over ourselves. And we have a social welfare system and a criminal justice system that is activated once we know about child abuse. In my day, of course, it was all kept under the table. No one reported it, and a lot of it of that is still true today, especially when it's within a family. Almost all family abuse, especially sexual abuse, is kept quiet. Uh, My sister-in-law spent 30 years in the Child Protective Services part of the social welfare system in her state, and she tells of a story of a report of child neglect by a neighbor. So she went to visit the family where the allegations were reported to. um, And she discovered that the oldest daughter, who was 16, had already had one child by the father, and now she was pregnant again. And there was another girl in the family who was 14 who also confessed to being uh, sexually uh, used by her father. And she asked my sister-in-law for help. Well, my sister-in-law asked the mother to go into the kitchen with her, away from the daughters, and she said to the mother, do you want to make a report here? And the mother said, no. And so my sister-in-law says, well, will you put your daughters on birth control? And the mother said, no, I am Catholic. I don't believe in birth control. And then she said, we are fine the way it is. I do not have to have relations now with my husband. He wants sex all the time. And that was that. So fighting child abuse is a negative use of our power. The only solution to stopping any type of abuse is only within the heart of the person who is doing the abuse. Because within that person's heart is some kind of an emotional, traumatic experience that has caused a need which has to be filled some way in order for that person to stay alive. And people fill those needs all kinds of ways, alcohol, drugs, abuse and abusing, beating, killing. Every person has the potential to be a child abuser. Every person has the potential to kill. Remember, all men are created equal. They are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and the power of these rights can be used for good or Well, is your life full of drama with a trail of emotional reactions that set up negative thought patterns about who you are? Are you constantly wanting to be justified, to be recognized, to be needed and desired, to demand your rightful place, fighting for your rights, while at the same time wondering, trying to figure it out? doing without and suffering and feeling pain instead of loving and being loved. I can remember a time in my life 
when I actually felt the urgent and almost overwhelming desire to kill another person who had betrayed me in an extremely premeditative and cruel way. It was when I discovered the premeditation and realized that his promises were only made as a type of a sociopathic self-amusement just to see how I would react. While I was enraged, I can still feel that rage today. Although I am detached from it, I see it from my position now of self-awareness and self-control, which is empowered by my unalienable right to happiness, which I have been endowed with by the Creator. However, I can tell you, I know what it feels like to be enraged. I have transmuted uh, that misuse of my power. I transmuted my rage into my own active, personal, for me, for me, attention to begin to get for myself everything I thought he was going to get and do for me. There is just one power and we choose how to use it. But the more our culture continues to give celebrity status to these situations through the media, more and more people are going to feel free to use their power in self-expressions that are harmful and hurtful. I mean, after the Baltimore riots, even after that city tried to mitigate the situation by citing six of their loyal, active-duty put their life on the line every day for the safety of their community policemen. Killings and assaults and harming and hurting within the ghetto communities in our major cities over Memorial Day weekend more than tripled. And offering these six policemen as lambs to the slaughter in Baltimore only aggravated and accelerated the unalienable right to use the power within those people, power of the creator within those people who live in the ghettos to continue to maim and hurt and harm and riot and kill as expressions of the hatred that is within their hearts. And only and until these people realize that they are equal in power to anybody else and begin to transmute their power of rage against society to using their power, their unalienable right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for themselves and begin to give their attention to themselves, setting intentions to create their own happiness for themselves. That's the only solution. We're just defenseless to stop a problem after it happens. I mean, after the fact, all that is available is a clumsy and premeditatively manipulated social welfare system and our system of jails and prisons. Systems that will remove children from an abusive home and cage offenders. We have established jails and prisons to keep these demented people caged up 
so they won't hurt anybody else, at least for a while, maybe six months, two years, ten years, depending upon the offense. This is our defense. I read today that the Pope hasn't watched television for 20 years, and I also don't watch television because I just can't take all those reports about all the atrocities going on in the world. It's, it's too much for my emotional system. I just can't be constantly upset and disturbed and fearful and afraid about everything all the time. And all of this reporting is after the fact and always asking a question. What could have been done to prevent this? But most events are one-time-only events that are never going to be exactly like what happened ever again. And yet all of our resources are being used to look at that one-time event to see how it could have been prevented. This is not defenselessness. This is just shows a complete lack of understanding about the nature of life here on planet Earth. We find one thing that works, and then we want to apply it to everything else. Yet it's only the solution for that one thing. And while there is a similarity of conditions many times that produce results that seem the same, nothing is ever the same way again, ever. Because the principle, at least here in our universe, I mean, I don't know about other universes, but in our universe, and most particularly planet Earth where we have free will, The truth is that nothing is ever done the same way twice. No two people are alike, even twins. No two things are the same. Every wave in the ocean, every leaf on a tree, every fingerprint, every snowflake is different. So that plane crash, that flood, that avalanche, that train wreck, All of the investigations and the time and the money spent to determine the cause are just post-mortems after an autopsy. I agree that information from investigations can discover weaknesses within operations. However, what causes the next accident or crisis is going to be something different. We can learn the one-time only thing that happened. The light failed, the brake didn't work, the driver blinked some one-time only action that triggered the event, but it's only our very ignorant understanding of cause and effect. It's just some sort of a community justification system to try to find someone to blame and make them pay. It's that good old sin and punishment system that operates in everyone's mind. Why did this happen? Who is to blame? How can we punish him? It's kind of just like a collective, I'm sorry. So I would like to propose that, first of all, we stop aggrandizing every evil thing that happens within our society. The police are the ones who see the absolute worst stuff that happens within a community every day, and yet our local news is just pretty much the police report. So what we hear about and see happening is the worst stuff. And there is a cosmic law that causes what we give our attention to 
In other words, that which we energize with our power from the creator and we give our power and attention, whatever we give it to, with it amplifies and expands us, expands it. That's the law. Giving attention to something amplifies and expands it. Is that what we want? I'll let you answer that question for yourself. But apparently there is a strong appetite within the soul of our nation for the bizarre. Do you know what that word means? Hideous, freakish, grotesque, ludicrous, odd, offbeat, outlandish, peculiar, ridiculous, weird, far out, kooky, oddball, off the wall, one of a kind. So why is this? Why are we attracted to this? Are our lives so boring, so blah, 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 so empty, so miserable and unhappy that the only thing that perks us up is to hear about something bizarre? But there is one part of the world of bizarre that means curious. Now, curiosity is a positive thing. And being curious is a use of our creative power endowed to us by the creator that could produce something wonderful in our life. But not curiosity about hideous things or freaky things or ludicrous or ridiculous stuff. This type of curiosity is a waste of our power. How can you put the knowledge of something hideous or freaky or ludicrous or ridiculous into action in your life that's going to produce happiness for you? Put the power of your curiosity into finding out how things work in in this universe we live in. Learn about the cosmic laws. Let me read you some of them. The law of attraction and repulsion. The law of cause and effect. The law of least effort. The law of motion. The law of free agency. The law of velocity. The law of wisdom. The law of action, law of justice, the law of witness, the law of magnetism, gravity, and time, sacred uh, geometry, law of dimensions, law of illusion, laws of the DNA, RNA, law of vibration, the law of focus, the law of light, tone, and electricity the law of balance, the law of compassion, the law of patience, the law of pure intent. You know, these are just some of the laws. But you know what? All of these cosmic laws are operating every minute of every day in your life and in my life. And the more you know about them, the more you can use them to make happiness for yourself. Ignorance is not bliss. 
Ignorance keeps you in a self-defeating circle of excuses and victimhood. Awareness, which is what self-evident in the Constitution really means, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that means that as you learn the actions and reactions of the truth, like learning the truth of the cosmic laws, these truths will make you a self-evident person who now knows how to make himself happy. (laughs) Because the absolute and the only final realm of authority is you. The government is empowered by your consent. You have the final say-so. You are in charge of yourself. And two places I can recommend to you to go to for um, to find out about these things is um, www.com simplyspirit.org, which is a a website dedicated to teaching you self-healing. And then uh, the book by Roger Walsh, MD, PhD, on the seven central practices to awaken your heart and tame your mind. It's called Essential Spirituality by Roger Walsh, M.D., Ph.D. And then you can start right now. Here's a decree you can use if you would like to become defenseless so that you can begin to be empowered. I give up the need to defend myself. I give up the need to be right. I give up the need to justify or explain my position. I give up the need to blame others. I give up the need to control and manipulate others. I give up the need to have others do what I think they should do. I am now defenseless, and I allow all things to be as they are, and I accept all people and all things. I am self-evident and self-aware and I am exercising my inalienable right to use the power I am endowed with by the Creator to create life, liberty, and the pursuit of my happiness. That's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening. You can contact Marcy Ann on her website, www.marcyann.com. You can also view all of Marcy Ann's videos on YouTube by putting Marcy Ann in the YouTube search window. You can download her book for free at www.mrwriteforme.com. And if you want to go into business for yourself, Take a look at Marcy Ann's Weddings and Celebrations Business Startup Course at www.weddingofficiantschool.com. The Middle of the Week Pick Me Up Energy Show is broadcast live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Coast Time from Marcy Ann's Studios in Southern California. All shows are also archived and can be listened to at any time in any place in the world.